are back. Episode 154 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Quite possibly the best podcast in the history of humanity. We are at metal, uh, speedmetalcycling.com, at Speed Metal Cycle on Instagram and Twitter. You should check us out. I am your host, Dan Skullcrusher, and allow me to introduce my hosts for today. First of all, from the East Coast of the United States of America, Mr. Mike. Mike, how are you doing? Better than Klaus. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Second. Uh, if we continue to travel west, we'll be Natalia. Natalia, how are you doing? Better than Mike. Huh. And finally, <laughs> the farthest to the west is my brother Klaus. Klaus, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. And after 154 episodes, I still don't have a good line for when Mike beats me to it. <laughs> you can say better than Natalia and then you win. Yeah, well, infinity and beyond. <laughs> Uh, you know what's interesting, though, is that I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, it started with Better Than Mike. That was the original Better Than Mike. But somehow yes. Better Than Klaus was the one that caught on. I don't he know flipped why, it on but... me. Yeah, it's true. He flipped anyway, the proverbial script. Yes, he sure did. Or, I mean, yeah, he sure did. Anyway, um, we have an interesting, um, very busy uh, episode ahead of us. First, we have, we're going to talk about some social media stuff. I'm going to talk about some other random crap. We have Catalonia to talk about. Duarzor Vlandren, the E3 Heralbeke, the Settimana Internazionale, Copie Bartali, Gent Wevelgem, Women's Gent Wevelgem, and uh, yeah, and then talk about the Tour of Flanders as well, of course. So let's get going before we, uh, unless anybody else has anything silly to report. Nope. Klaus, did you guys watch the Phil Gaiman thing? No, I didn't. I was about to. I tried. I <laughs> you tried you it. Couldn't make it. Couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> what, do you think it's worse than Bobkey TV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> so he's is is he is it just him going to different climbs trying to beat the the, the, the Strava records? Yeah, I apparently someone yeah. someone explained the concept to me, and I was like, "That sounds terrible," because it's wouldn't it be like a a major league ball player going back to like high school and be like, "I'm gonna show these guys how to hit home runs," <laughs> like what <laughs> what? That's not yeah. funny. <laughs> but, but the people that have these records are pros. Like the first one he goes for, Chris Horner has it. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll yeah, that's I know, funny. but I think that's because that's because Chris Horner went back to high school before. You know what I'm saying? Like it was Chris Horner beating somebody else's record. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think he just wants to be a YouTuber. Who doesn't? I feel like I just feel like Strava wasn't designed for pros. It was designed for regular people. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think, but that's. I that think is one true. Original motivation that he had at some point because I remember the first one that he did. He did it last year and i think when they were talking about it the issue is that the a, the king of the mountains or the KVM was owned by a guy that everyone know, knew was doing something suspicious to oh no he actually got caught in LA. so what he said is like i thought I, I thought at that point so what now you're going to be the superhero that is going to go around dethroning 
the ones that are suspicious or people know that they are doing something funny to get that performance. And that was his thing. It's like, now I have my fitness. I'm going to go in and I'm going to just take down these people that are there that shouldn't be there because they are enhancing performance, whatever. He's so kind he's of a super. Yes. In that sense, yeah. He's, yeah. He's taken down True. the Lance Armstrongs, the Lance Armstrongs of the struggle. Without a cape. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And it'd, be awesome if, it'd be awesome if he did it wearing a cape. Then I would watch. No. Because none of us are, maybe, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are into Strava and that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of them are. We are not. But I know what Mike is saying because it's kind of like, yeah, I don't think it was totally meant for pros. Because like, oh, it's a sense of competition for people that can't compete with anyone. And then it turned into this like crazy thing. But if you're a pro, you're, I know he's not a pro now, he's retired. But you're kind of competing. That's kind of your job. So to still compete with like a phantom nobody is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The end they have, I don't remember who, maybe it was Peloton or I don't remember who was the media or the group that had the Mr. H competition. So I had this dude that was going up the KOMs with a helmet on his head and he was going for the ones that were, you know, like trying to like get them back from the, from the pros. And they were asking, at that point, they were asking Strava to have a filter that ranked people if they were pros or not in the KOMs. So you could have the two different, you know, like scenarios because he was saying, it's a bummer that if a pro lives in your area, he's going to use all the climbs to train. And sure, I mean, he's going to put times that the regulars, you know, like the weekend warriors are not going to be able to to take. So they were asking Strava to get a filter so you can sort times according to that. I don't know if that ever happened. Of course, or not. the yeah. ultimate and most efficient filter would be to not care. <laughs> exactly. I think, is, Strava I, think what, should, I think Strava should embrace this and have it have like a, a drug filter and be <laughs> like, all you guys that are doing stuff, just get on this website or whatever is it a website i don't even know what it is this is an app and get on it and and compete with each other and leave everyone else alone <laughs> yeah. i know that i i've been yeah. asked multiple times by listeners what's your strava name man i want to check you out in strava and i was like i don't even know what strava is man i'm sorry and even if i was in strava it would be like oh dude i can see that you rode eight miles today in all flat terrain in the park Yep, that's my well, every two months ride. <laughs> Strava is doing something good, though, with that. And that depends where you stand with privacy. But people that use Strava and they map their commutes with it at, are providing data that is actually helpful when it comes to city planning in terms to huh. for detecting where bike lanes should be added and where the traffic is going. Yeah. For and the of course, city planning urban, so that, that that's kind of what? yeah, they're conveniently selling the data, of course. Yeah, they are <laughs> selling it, so they profit off of that data, good as it may be. It's interesting, you know. Yeah, but I oh, mean, it's, if it's going to help to put a bike lane, yeah, sure, I don't care. I mean, it's like that. Yeah. Who else is going to put out the infrastructure to track that? Maybe it's also good that they have the data available, like they can sell it instead of the municipality or the state investing in money to put in the infrastructure to be able to track that. If people do it now with the app, because you can put it in your phone and the thing tracks you, then well, it could be good for that. I know Klaus. I know Klaus. Nothing is perfect. 
no, no, no. Like, they got to make a profit somehow. Selling yeah. data, man. It's, it's the way to make money. That these days is the way to, to make money. Okay. Anyway, um, so let's move on. I want to have Natalia's social media watch now. We're going to okay. try to have this every episode. Man, uh, do I get Natalia a superhuman? Really queen cool. of social media. Natalia is the queen of social media. Yes, that's... Go ahead. No, yeah, like, people, you need to get creative. Give me a better nickname. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but okay. Fine, people, no, that's okay. Info, we'll leave it up to the people. Metal cycling, info at speedmetalcycling.com or speedmetalcycle, C-Y-C-L, at Twitter, and then send us uh, good nicknames for Natalia. Yeah, that'd right. be good. Let's Go crowd source this thing. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. So not, from the social yet. media, the crickets say hi. Uh, the, <laughs> I have a few highlights, though. So yeah. just heads up, team Formo Butler, Butter, sorry, Formo Butter from O is winning the Fantasy Classics. Oh, nice. I forgot about them, and I didn't change my riders for the last two races so yeah you can imagine how i am doing oh yeah well, i picked all my all my uh dudes all my riders are named daniel or have daniel in their last name so ha pretty cool the daniels now i get it yeah the daniel mike did you put in a team or i, I can't i can't remember i don't think i did no i okay. think you did i think i you did? did yeah yeah i think you what's did. your name then why is not mr spriggs like usual are you trying to throw us off? No, no, it should it should be. It might not be in the I'm in the right league though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My, okay, so moving all on. My, all my riders all my riders are on Strava. Okay. So, <laughs> Mike, you gotta stop drinking, man. <laughs> okay, so we have first a uh, Dave Bockvist, and I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering the pronunciation of your last name. So he is he's correcting us or like he's asking us to be more precise because if we last time mentioned that gate is meant to be is meant to use to replace the scandal, then Watergate shouldn't be Watergate but Watergate gate. So well, that, yeah, we have weird. to be more precise with that. So that, and he sent a video actually having that particular debate. So thank you very much. Noted. Oh, Next time God. that we say Watergate, we're going to say Watergate. Watergate. Gate. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cycling Fashion Police is also uh, looking things around. Uh-huh. The frozen a frozen Viking from Norway. Frozen Viking, by the way, that's his handle. His yeah. name is Chris. And check this out. It's Chris, and the last name is B Dash Jerk. So um, is this meaning he's a type B jerk or I don't know what's no, going on? No, I think on, but... his name is actually Brittlesforsteichen jerk. And it just, the whole thing doesn't fit. So he actually just puts oh. a magic. Or he just likes beef jerky. Or maybe he just likes beef jerky. <laughs> but okay. then why <laughs> beef, fit? beef jerky. Okay. Okay. So he, he's wondering what's, what's going on with Gerard Thomas white frames. Uh, it's oh. like if, if anybody knows the story of why this guy is holding on to his white framed Oculus, we would love to know because it looked like the thing that babies or toddlers wear when they go to the to the beach. Chris used to wear them, and huh? I think they had a battle in the bus for who would get to keep wearing them, and he won. <laughs> and it makes yeah. him easier to spot. Like was, uh, was the only guy wearing the bright yellow Mavic shoes. Yeah, one, two, three, four. I declare thumb war. Uh, didn't Hincapie used to wear the white ones? I, I think know. so. 
And like, yeah, for example, TJ Van Gardner always wears the clear ones with the black rims, you know, like mm. it becomes his signature thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, do it's you a ask brand. Elvis why he has a huge belt buckle that says Elvis in rhinestones? No, he just does. <laughs> Elvis. Okay, so while people is at it investigating the issue, I will also like to know what was going on with Gilbert shoes uh, in the last two races because oh, the two color during things. across Flanders he had a left black shoe and mm-hmm. a right white shoe. But then when they were at the Ghent, however you pronounce the second word, he was wearing black shoes again. So I want to know. What was the deal with that white shoe? You know what it was. was it I think because it, was just it like, wasn't like a lucky thing, or did his shoe uh, break and he had to change too. it, or I don't know. I, I have a theory too. Go ahead, Klaus. He's biting off the most stylish cyclist to have ever done that, Camilo Suarez from Four Seventy Two Colombia, who asked his shoe sponsor Bont to send him two pairs of white and black. And they were like, oh, right. So like a white pair and a black pair. And he's like, no, I want to mix and match. And they were like, right. So we'll just send you two pairs and then you can mix and match from those two. And he's like, no, no, I want two black rights, two left whites. Like I want two <laughs> mixed matched pairs. You're so mean. Yeah, you're mean. <laughs> no, no, he really did. Because when I saw him in Colombia last time, I was like, oh, dude. You don't have matching shoes anymore. He's like, no, this is on purpose. I like this. <laughs> so I think Gilbert was biting off of Camilo, who was the originator. No, I think the originator was Ace Frehley of Kiss. The story is oh, that's has right. Been told a million times around that when he went in to try out for Kiss, he was wearing a blue shoe and a red shoe, and automatically everybody in Kiss was like. We do not want this guy until he started. Playing. They said he was like from outer space. Yes. Oh, okay. So um, my my theory is that Gilbert was just like, let's fuck with people. <laughs> I honestly think that that's what it did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, or maybe he just left him behind. All right. I so, didn't even notice. Okay. I did notice that his next his uh, socks had the Belgian flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. I want to thank the listener or listeners that told Abby Mickey that we talked about her and Tom Scuggins last podcast because you did what Rob Hatch wasn't able to do. You made them notice us. So (laughs) thank you very much. And by the way, she doesn't know who Color Me Bad or Paul Abdul are. (laughs) Millennials are here. We're getting old men. Yeah. You know, you know what here, what's interesting though, is that I think that they probably saw that the, the, the tweets themselves, I don't think that they, somebody told them or somebody told her specifically, but it's really cool that we have at least one pro that listens to us. I mean, I know there's plenty of professionals in other professions. There's probably a couple of lawyers and some architects, maybe a couple of construction workers, but I mean, professional cyclists, at least we have one. But I don't know if she could infer from the tweets we had that we talked about them. Because mm. the only but thing that I did listening. was, hey, Hatch, this is she. That's all. And yeah, she yeah. was referring to things that we talked about throughout the episode. So I'm pretty sure that somebody told her and then she went and listening. So that's that's good. Yeah, okay, I don't okay. think Rob Hatch pulled that up. Okay, no, so, no, no, it wasn't Rob Hatch. Yeah, yeah. So then Tristan 
Poulter followed up on Klaus' observations about how Nibali dreaming of his attacks on the Chipresa yes. looked like a dog dreaming chasing butterflies. So there you go. Somebody followed up on that, and you have a point, Klaus. Yes. The yes. other the other hit of the past week were the two giant heads at the Volta Catalunya in Saturday, <laughs> the two giant heads in the podium. I have yeah. to say, though, that I'm a little disappointed <laughs> because they didn't kiss Valverde. I was waiting for that. It's like, come on, come on. Give us the key. Give us the key. And that didn't happen. Yeah, those, but... those were fucking creepy. Creepy, <laughs> creepy. What the hell was going on? It was really cool, but okay, whatever. But okay, so the best in show prize goes to Puma43 because of the video of Vino cycling and dancing on a stage <laughs> while wearing like his, his Astana kit. Like, yeah, so I, I check it up and apparently in Kazakhstan they were doing some Olympic celebration or commemoration. So they have a bunch of their Olympic champions, I think, showing up on stage and doing what they did. So that's what the celebration was about. But that video, man, I, I don't know how many times I watched it. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. mesmerized by it. So thank you very much, Puma43. That That's the best. Yeah, and you check it out on our on our. Uh, we retweeted yeah. it or re regrammed it on our. Regrammed it and also went into the Twitter feed. So then, with that, I just have to ask people follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you don't have an account on Instagram or Twitter, go create a fake one, <laughs> make it private, put a picture of your favorite cartoon character as the profile picture, and follow us. I mean, exactly. it's not that hard. You don't have to. You don't have to be acting on it. Just go open it, put the little uh, lock on it, so it's a private one, and follow us. That's that's all we ask. That's, that's not to too much to ask. I mean, it's not that we are asking you to give away your privacy or anything. It's just that. Oh, wow. And then I have a game for you guys that is called hashtag #Festival. Do you want to play? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going I'm to read. I'm going to read some hashtags, and then you're going to guess the team that owns them or the writer that is associated oh, to it. Oh boy, this is going to be hard. Okay. You ready? Go. First one. Hashtag show your stripes. And we are not talking about a team of zebras. So go ahead. <laughs> Gotta be Segfredo. Yeah, I have to. No, I, no I'm going to say it's uh, Sunweb. Manzana. Too. What did you say? Manzana. Manzana. <laughs> Show your stripes. Yeah, I think it's Sunweb. So Dan goes with Sunweb. Klaus says Trek, Segafredo, and Mike. Yeah, because they have pinstripes. Yeah, and I say Trek. See how a European would think that I'm not anymore. Though they don't have pinstripes anymore. Now they're red and black. Solid. I really? thought they still had some pinstripes. All okay. right, come on. Tell me, I want Klaus. Klaus and Mike win. Sorry, Dan. It was Trek, Segafredo. Trek Segafredo, show your stripes. Yeah, they still have them. Um, okay. They're very subtle. Okay, second oh, okay. hashtag. All right. Hashtag creating memories. Ooh. What? That's a... Mm. That's um, creating memories. Uh, Oprah. Manzana. Manzana. <laughs> um, let me see. I have a memory of drinking that stuff. Novo Nordisk. <laughs> What? Novo Nordisk. Okay, Novo Nordisk, Manzana, Klaus. Team Sky. Because 
I'm just because saying. Pretty soon they're gonna be that that Whenever they raise, they're creating memories that one day people are gonna go. Yeah, remember? <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to them creating a hashtag with the new sponsor they got for their bags. The douchebags. Oh, douche I'm so <laughs> yeah. waiting for it. It's like, please let it happen. <laughs> no, guys, you are all wrong. Creating memories is actually from Teen Sunweb. Oh, well, that's lame. That's I don't know what the connection crazy. is in there. So that's... So uh, uh, let's find out. Okay, hashtag number three. Hashtag okay. ride natural. <laughs> oh, boy. Ride natural. Of course, mm -hmm. it should be right naturally, or are they trying to be clever like how Apple was think different, not different? I don't know. It's right natural. That's what it says. Right natural. Okay, I'm going to say... No cheating. Uh, no, 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 no. I, oh, shit. I guess I could have been cheating. I did uh, I'm just staring yeah, at you my... You could just be looking it up. Oh yeah. right! Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm just staring <laughs> at my at my at my screensaver. Actually, uh, I okay. want to say Team BMC. Okay. Because it'll make as much sense as Sunweb. <laughs> okay, BMC, Mike, Klaus. I'm gonna say can't. Oh, Orica. Orica. Okay. Oh. It can't be Team Mansana because <laughs> anyone yeah. knows. That a beverage that color is not doesn't have anything natural, natural. in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is who sees soja sun like who makes something kind of natural. I know Klaus applying the scientific method here to try yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is oh Bahrain. Okay. Wrong again, guys. This is Bora Hansgrohe. Oh, yeah, oh the hook, the, oven, the, the cooker hoods. <laughs> <laughs> the cooker hoods are natural. Yeah. Really, natural. Why not? They're not. They're not from another planet. They're very natural. <laughs> okay, and the last one. Okay. Hashtag don't crack under pressure. Oh, I know this. This is Ooh. Bahrain Merida. Quick step. Oh, I get be, I'm with my brother. It's Bahrain because if you crack, they will crack your skull <laughs> under pressure. Nope. This actually is used by BMC. And the main model for this is Greg Van Avermaet. He had a, they have a, an advertisement with the watch company, Tag. Oh, yeah. Tag Tag yeah. And it says the, oh, the thing I is know what huh? Yes, yes, yes. It should Man. have been Team Sky. Your wheels crack under pressure. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a damn it. Okay. So that's the uh, hashtag festival, dudes. You suck at it. That's like a festival. It was very festive. Yeah. Well, I think we learned something that, at least from how I understand, like, these hashtags should work. They should be somewhat unique to the team, and they are yeah. not. Yeah, I know. They should hire us to do this. Yeah. We need to come up with some good one. We, I, put, put that out there. We're available for freelance. I just have to say, at least the Sacredo one, like they have pinstripes on their kit, <laughs> even though they're so yeah. thin that one person that watches racing all the time hadn't even noticed. So it's not <laughs> a great one. And I watch racing in HD. I mean, uh, at least that kind of makes sense. Yeah, sort of. All right. So um, everybody's going to start following us on social media for sure now. <laughs> 
for, for sure. Let's, let's ask the listeners to create some hashtags for their favorite teams and see what they come up with. Yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, for Team Sky. Uh, I feel like between us and hashtag. our listeners, we could come up with a ton of, of legitimately Maybe. good Everything hashtags. Is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. I love that movie. Loved that movie. Imagine okay. if there was a Lego team. Oh. Oh, what? Hashtag, hashtag. everything is awesome. <laughs> That would be the best. Would be you know how Nova Nordic. You know don't how Nova step on those pieces when you're barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Nordisk, all the guys um, are uh, diabetic. So imagine are they if, still in the Lego team? Everybody has to be a Lego figure. So it'd be like tiny and regular size bikes. They couldn't even reach the pedals. They would lose every race. <laughs> are they still uh, really, or did that change? Yes, yes they got cured. Yeah. No, they haven't been cured. Oh shit! You're you're cured. Uh, you're out of the team. <laughs> Sorry, oh, it's like you're out of menudo. It's like oh, you reached age thirteen and your voice is changing. You're out of the band. We need okay. a new Ricky. Listen, we're actually running really late, so let's try to. Uh, okay, uh, first of all, we have the report on the sales of the speed metal cycling jerseys and kits and all that stuff. Oh man, should I get some Panera cards and mail them? Uh, Panera cards. I, th- I thought we said beers. Um, so uh, if you recall, we had the two styles, the uh, Say by the Bell and then the All Things Considered. And um, Natalia was convinced that the All Things Considered was going to sell more. And drum roll. I should have gotten a drum roll thing. Klaus, give me a drum roll. With your mouth. Uh, I have to find one. I'm not near my drum set. No, just be like... I'll do like the one from the movie Vacation. Exactly. We have a winner. All things considered. Outsold. Saved by the Bell by five jerseys. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do this victory dance. Yes, we all, oh, so many all, times. Each one of us males owes a Natalia uh, a beer or whatever she wants what to the drink. Hell? You said it was a dinner. That's going oh. to happen at some point in the future. We don't well, know when. A liquid, so. a liquid dinner. Okay. Here's so, a question: Do you think the four of us will ever be in the same place at the same time ever? Yes. <laughs> No, Absolutely. But... I don't have, there's not a doubt in my mind that, that it'll happen. Keep the faith. No, I mean, I, I guess mean, New York City? At some point, we were, the, we, we were all in the same town at the same time. Oh, in Richmond. When we were, yeah. we were mm-hmm. all four of us were in Richmond. So. so next time, the, I mean, what, when was the last time the World Championships were in the U.S.? When they were in Colorado Springs in like 1985? So... 83 or 85, something like that, yeah. So I guess it'll just be like 40 years. So in, in, <laughs> something from... in 30 years, we'll see each other again. Okay. Yeah. So I have, um, so yeah, we owe Natalia. But everybody, thank you very much that everybody that orders stuff uh, should be coming, whatever, the vests, the all the stuff. And... Man, this is the first time that I win something, dude. It's awesome. We're going to buy her a Chipotle burrito. I okay. completely I understand your excitement because I've never won anything. 
Yeah, so cool. <laughs> I've never won anything. I win every day when I wake up next to my wife. She's a beautiful woman. Aww. That's not the kind of winning. She's like, uh, she's in the room. That's why I said that. <laughs> like our friend who, when he was eight years old, at the state fair that he went to, he's eight years old. He won a chainsaw sharpening. And he was very excited. He asked his mom, do we have a chainsaw? And his mom was like, no. <laughs> and that, he says, is the only time he's ever won anything. I've never even won a chainsaw sharpening. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's, let's get going on these because we're actually running way behind time. I, I just want to run through these notes fairly quickly. Uh, Manzana Postobon, Team Manzana, announced today that they were actually the third wild card for the Vuelta España, which is, I think, a pretty big deal. Uh, for them and for Colombian cycling. Um, so I wanted to say that. I think that's awesome. That's good. Uh, it's a good Unbelievable. Solid Huge. Yeah. Insanely Huge. gigantic deal for them. My God. Right. And I, Klaus, I know that you know all the all the uh, guys over there, you know, the, 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 the brass in the team and stuff. And, uh, and I know that it, it means the world to them. I mean, it's... it's yeah, I actually put in a call because I'd like to you know, do a couple of interviews about it and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing, especially because like the last time I spoke to Juan Pablo Villegas, uh, in the context of what I was talking to him about, I asked him what the biggest dream in his life would be. And before saying anything like the Tour de France, without even thinking about it, he said, Vuelta España. Vuelta España. So the fact that it's possible that he might be going is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely congratulations to them. Uh, also, Andrione Giacattoli, or Andrione Giacattoli, Sell Italia, or whatever it's called now, uh, and uh, Savio have been suspended. Savio himself has been suspended for three months for the Paghi e Corri scandal where... Um, Paghi e Corri Gate, I'm sorry. Paghi e Corri Gate. Also, Tim Villier, actually, uh, Tillier uh, Trestina was also uh, suspended, the, the, the owner of the team. I mean, the guy that runs the team, I can't remember the dude's name. How do you but, enforce uh, I, him being suspended? I, he's like, not, he's allowed, not allowed, allowed at races, I'm sure. No, he's not, not going to be allowed in the Giro d'Italia, which is crazy because, I mean, Giro d'Italia without Gianni Savio, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I love that dude. <laughs> He's like a tiny little Italian gecko running around, <laughs> dressed yeah. like a clown. He's awesome. Um, listen to this uh, quote, and I think I took this from Cycling News. The two managers were cleared of any wrongdoing in late 2006, but the Italian Olympic Committee appealed against that verdict, which was overturned on appeal after several delays, including one due to lack of heating. What? Lack you of love heat? Italy. Like heat? <laughs> there was no heat. <laughs> So they had to delay the what? <laughs> Italy rules. <laughs> or maybe they were frozen in the courtroom because they didn't have um, heating, so they had to cancel that. I guess the delay. Yeah, that's what, what I think no that heat. means. No, that's exactly that. I'm sure that's yeah. exactly what it means. That's Italy for you. Oh, and so I got an email actually from a listener um, about about this, uh, Cassian sent me an email saying, you know, of course, this is nothing new. The, the, the pay to ride thing's been happening for a long time. It doesn't only happen in, in Italy. It happens in many other places, but he, he did bring something up that is, in, that is interesting. Um, what about teams whose sponsors also sponsor races and therefore those teams 
get invited or get wild cards. He mentions Coffee Dis uh, being um, a sponsor of La Vuelta and Milano San Remo, and Coffee Dis gets invites to both of those. And then Novo Nordisk, uh, you know, he says who ride for a great cause, but they're a pretty bad team. <laughs> Their company sponsors Milan San Remo and Terreno Adriatico, and they've gotten wild cards to both of those races. So mm. it's not something that like blows my mind with like, oh my God, you're right. Yeah, it's freaking cycling. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of shady. But it is it interesting is though. And, but it's I would even say at, at much higher levels, I always knew, you know, it's clear. Like I know, for example, Astana didn't need the money or rather, uh, uh, what the hell team was Contador in? <laughs> Just uh, recently. Saxo, Saxo, Saxo. Like they did, I don't know that they totally needed the money, but he brought Specialized as a sponsor with him because yeah, he yeah. had a deal with Specialized. Oh, so yeah, like... Peter Sagan brought Specialized with him as well to... Uh, more oh, you see he has a new, a new haircut? Yeah, he cut his hair. It's not a new haircut. He still looks like a fucking bum. You watch and see. Well, fine. He cut his hair. You watch <laughs> and see that's going to happen. What happened to that guy in the story? What was it? Sansom oh. and Delilah or whatever. That once yeah. the guy cut the hair, like yeah. he lost no all the all the magic. And it's already happening. You saw what happened in the yeah. Gent. Gent when, yeah, yeah, that one. That was... Oh, that was bizarre. Okay, so the last note I have is um, we are actually sponsoring a mountain bike team in Brazil now. The Speed Metal Cycling Podcast is sponsoring a mountain bike team in Brazil. Are you Does that using mean that the they get to go to our race that we're also sponsoring? No, we're not, <laughs> we're not sponsoring a race yet, but as soon as we do, they're going to get to go to it. As soon as we can, as soon as we get a sponsorship at the Giro d'Italia, they're going to be invited to the Giro d'Italia, even though it's only like four or five guys and they're mountain bikers and they're in How Brazil. How are we sponsoring a team? <laughs> Corripaghi. Yeah, it's Corripaghi. Corripaghi. Corripaghi gate sort of thing. Now this, this guy, um, this Brazilian guy just emailed me and was like, hey, listen, I found your logo on the internet and we think it's really cool. Can we use it on our jerseys? And I was like, yeah, as long as you put Speed Metal Cycling podcast on it. And he was like, okay, yeah, cool. So I send them vector images and they're making <laughs> they're making <laughs> jerseys. <laughs> like the logo is going to be big or in the pocket as one of the quote-unquote sponsors? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's see. <laughs> His English is not very good, so it was kind of difficult to come to. Boy, that means that now we have to start following mountain biking? No, it does okay. not. It does not. Thank God. Okay, so uh, races. Now, since we're running out of time, basically, we ha let's go through this uh, fairly qu quickly. The Volta Catalunya, um, Alejandro Valverde won that. Second was Alberto Contador. Third was Mark Soler, who had an amazing race. Fourth was uh, Adam Yates. And TJ Van Garderen was... Uh, Soler fifth. is a big deal. He is a beast. Jesus. He's unbelievable. I was going to say, him and Pantano have shown their worth 10 times over, but more so Soler, not just as a helper, but like... That That's the thing. That Mark Soler would put so much work in the front in every single one of these climbs. And still... Finish fifth. Yeah. yeah. Where Pantano would finish 12th, granted. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm calling Pantano the, the Colombian Kirienka now, by the way. 
I'm yeah, you can tell that oh, he's much shit. appreciated. He's just always he, there, but Soler is nuts. And he came in second. Pantano came in second to Valverde in that sprint in the last stage. I know. I, he so thought he a, had it. You could tell he was pissed. I know. And he was, actually. He put it on Instagram later. I mean, he was kind of laughing about it, but he was pretty pissed. He was pretty pissed. It was a great race. I mean, Valverde owned that. He won the GC and three stages. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. He is unbelievable. Uh, another note, um, stage six, Sky Team imploded. And the whole team lost, lost 26 minutes. And as far as I know, nobody broke a wheel. So they can't use that as an excuse. 26 Well, I thought someone had been spared such an insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just I wondering was... that pulling so hard so they wouldn't make the time cut. I was Same like, oh, oh my please, God. please don't make it. The, well, it wouldn't have been the, the whole team. It was like uh, 50 or 60 riders, maybe even more. Um, there was only two Manzana, Team Manzana guys in the front. There was only two Manzana Postawan guys. So they would all have gotten kicked out. But the reason that I wanted them to, to come behind the, like after the whatever, the time cut is because in the first stage, of course, Movistar got penalized for a little tiny push during the team time trial, which is bullshit because we've all there seen... There several tiny pushes, to be fair. Granted, but we've all seen way worse than that. Penalize the guy that pushed or something or penalize the team 30 seconds, maybe 15 seconds. But, okay, fine. They said, this is the rules. The rules are the rules. Boom. I would have loved to have had them. All those guys come in after the... Well, we're not going to... Dude, I thought the rules were the rules. Kick the guys out. That would have been good. Not necessarily because of all of Team Sky was there. Just I just don't like that idea that like races are like, no, the time cut only applies if it's five guys, not. And something that Carlton Kirby says, and everybody mark your calendar, because the first time that I agree with Carlton Kirby on something, he was like, if you're in the back, right, in the in in, in the back group, you know that there's a hundred people around you, let's say a hundred riders. So they're not going to kick out a hundred guys. So you take it super easy. So the people that were in front, they actually work hard. They're tired for tomorrow. And you took it easy for you was a day off and not for all the other guys. That's why the time cut exists so that people can't do that. Well, so people can't do that. And so that the roads can be opened again at some point because the town is going to be really pissed off if five hours after the stage ends there's still people on you know cyclists on the road but i don't know i think the rules are the rules right so if the rules are the rules then uh, yeah. yeah you know what i wanted to see when they are showing you the groups i wanted to see if they were going to name that the Froom grupetto ah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah why not they always call it the mark cavendish like they you know shame yeah. the sprinter who's back there why not yeah they totally should um so yeah, i mean i don't know great race i enjoyed it from beginning to end uh anything else you guys want to say about it or oh, move to doors for Dwarf Dora flandren move to it and then you tell us if we are going to tell the story of nido breaking his bones because oh, I think that, he originated from these that was, classic that was races. During, yeah, that was during Duarte or Flandren, right? Yeah. Yeah. So or E3, uh, or Flandren. What? Oh, during E3. Yes, you're right. Well, Duarte or Flandren, not much to talk about. Uh, Yves Lampert won that from uh, Quickstep. Uh, Philippe Gilbert was second. And Alexei Luchenko from Astana was third. I kind of felt bad for him a little bit because 
he was kind of basically out. And Alexi Lalas was fourth. And <laughs> and I think Lota Levisto won that for the women's. Uh, I don't even remember. And Lota, anymore. yeah, Lota is. A, I'm just saying this because Lota is a friend of the podcast. She's a fan favorite for some of our listeners, particularly one of them, Roy in Finland. Awesome so name. yeah, he he was he is pretty excited with Lota's season. He was looking forward to it last year. He's the one that won the Vuelta a España fantasy. So fantasy. I, I can say this about about Lota. She has an awesome name. And also, she's Finnish, and I, I'm developing an affinity towards Finnish people because I heard Valtteri Bottas, the Formula One driver, speak uh, Finnish or Finn the other day. Finnish or Finnish, whichever way. Um, and I've never heard it, like, for a while, like, you know, somebody actually speaking it rather than just saying words here and there. Oh, my God, it's a weird language. I love it. So good for her. Uh, she's the fin- Finland champion, isn't she? She's the one that has the... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. Okay. So, Dors, uh, Duars Dor of Flandern, good for a quick step. They finally got it right. Philippe Gilbert and this young kid, Lampert, did it, did it right. All right. So, the E3 Heraldbeke. The E3 Heraldbeke, I know that everybody's always talking about how it's named after uh, a highway and blah, blah, blah. Is this the first right. year that it moved to so late? Yeah, right? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I mean, it's so close to Heraldbeke that it might as well be. I'm not sure, but so I finally looked it up. I looked at this thing up. How is this 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 E3 thing? So what happened is that uh, way back in the day, um, there was a highway called the E3 because right now, today, the E3 is actually northern France, like in western northern France in Normandy. So why was this race named after highway in France. So so what happened is during the 50s, um, there was like some European thing or whatever, and, and they, um, some European union, <laughs> no, some European thing, and, and they decided to like make, to put together a bunch of different roads all over Europe to go from place to place, right? So the original E3 went from Lisbon in, in Portugal like through northern Spain, through uh, northern uh, France, into Belgium, Netherlands, and all the way to Helsinki. So it went from like, it, when it crossed France, it went through Lille, and it went up through Roubaix, into Belgium, and Ghent, Antwerp, and stuff, onto the Netherlands. Then, like, they decided not to do that anymore in the 70s, and they called that highway the E17, and so the E17 is now what the E3 used to be. But the funny thing is that Herbecke is on the left side of this of seven of E17. The race, like 80% of the race is on the other side of the E, like not even close to the highway. So whatever. But kudos for keeping the name. That I think that that's that's really cool. Um and also something else that I saw that was cool in the E3 Herbecke is that they finally put barriers to stop riders from going onto the sidewalks, which is very welcome. It's about time, and I hope other races do the same. So why? Because because I don't like I don't. It's cheating. Get if out of here. If it's if no, if it's cobbles, you get on the cobbles. If it's dirt, you get on. Yeah, the but dirt. it's for such short periods of time. Does it really matter, Mike, Natalia? Yeah. What do you guys think? Is it that big of a deal? If people ride on the sidewalk. I Rules defer to Mike's opinion in this one. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> Do I think? Do I personally think it's a big deal? Yeah. No, I love it. 
You love it when they get on the on the on the sidewalks and on the bike paths. Yep. No, I don't. Let them suffer. It's kooky because then they have to get back, and sometimes they get trapped in no man's land, right, and they're right. like, "Oh." Yeah. And here's the thing: not everybody does it. It's just like a few random people do it. Exactly. So those few random people should be penalized. It, the rules <laughs> the rules. They're already penalized by the fact that they feel like they have to ride on the sidewalk. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're already penalized by the fact that they're making the trip on a bike. It would be so much more efficient in a car. <laughs> Think about their Strava record. <laughs> they are going for that segment over there, that Strava segment. The Strava segment. Uh, all right. So, uh, Klaus or, and or Natalia, did you guys want to talk about what happened with Nairo Quintana during the E3 Harold Beckett, even though he wasn't even in the race? Yeah. yeah I can I tell the story. Tell yeah, yeah, Klaus, go ahead. I, w- I watched it in Portuguese, and that's I always remember that Portu- Portuguese from Portugal is a little easier to understand. I don't mean understand, like I speak it or understand it. I understand enough of it to know what's going on because of Spanish. And on the race, they're like, oh, we have news. Naido Quintana has broken his tibia. He had a training accident. And I was like, What? So this is during that race, I see that by the end of it, because I was watching it later, I go and look it up and a picture came up for a news story about that. And it was a picture of Dyer Quintana. And then it turns out that Dyer Quintana crashed in that race. (laughs) Dyer Quintana crashed in that race and in the across Flanders race. So this is how it happens. A Colombian uh, cycling media, which is completely not the business they should be in. They tweeted that like, oh, Nairo Quintana broke his tibia in a train in a training uh, accident or whatever. And that gained traction like super, super fast. And then people were looking for videos or photos of that happening and they found out the pictures and videos from Dyer falling down. Okay. And everyone is like, oh my gosh, national emergency. Nairo, you know, Nairo. broke his tibia. <laughs> And the weird thing is, is that I was watching the race where it happened. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. I mean, where Dyer crashed. So it became a loop that closed so fast on itself that on the race where the images that people thought were later used of Nido were of Dyer, and that probably had just happened, and the news was already there. That's what happened. Like when the rumor of Nido having a broken knee happened. At the same time, Dyer Quintana had a horrible crash in a race that he was in at the same time. So everything kind of like that. He did not break his tibia. He almost broke his face. Neither did Dyer. Dyer It it turns out that tibia is Portuguese for water bottle cage. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It was so funny because it was like Nairo giving a proof of well-being. He actually had to make a video. Show his whole body and saying, I'm okay. Thank and you very much. Then one that the... crash was my brother Dyer. I'm not in competition. I'm training. I'm okay. And there was, oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. But the you crazy see thing Dyer? is that right after Nido made that video, he was like, oh, and by the way, Pony is missing. He broke Pony's his tibia Pony. and he's out on the streets. Pony broke his tibia. No, but it was um, weird in Portuguese. Every word I under, like even tibia is the word for tibia, like everything. So I was like, 
I'm 100% sure they just said that. But here's the thing, though. Did you see the photos of Dyer afterwards? They're yeah, super he rough. He fucking broke his face. And then, like, they, he almost ripped out, like, two of his fingers. And he had, like, 16 stitches on his hand. Oh, rough. But he was all smiling. Like, his face is all swollen. And he's all like, yeah, eh, that, was, that was nasty. Crash was <laughs> pretty much, yeah. let's go eat pavement. Woo! Yeah. Diving in. Yeah. All right, good. We haven't even gotten to the... So let's skip the Settimana Internacionale Copie Bartali uh, because we're not going to have enough time. And that's like a smaller race. Um, uh, let me see if there's anything in here. Nah, yeah, we can skip this. So let's get to Gent uh, Vevelhem mm -hmm. since um, that's basically the, the important one that we should have gotten to. Maybe. Lota Lepisto won again. Ha-ha. <laughs> So Lota Lepisto, uh, Finnish champion, won the women's. Uh, is sprint against Jolien de Hore, who actually went just a little too early. But before that, Corinne Rivera came out, like 300 meters to go. And you could see she was like running out of gas. And I felt so bad for her, mostly because she's like the size of a thimble. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. Then Jolien de Hore came and like passed her and then... Lota Lepisto came in in the last minute. It's really cool, really good sprint. I just wish that some of the attacks during the climbs would have stuck so that it wouldn't have been just a straightforward sprint. But uh, but it's a good, good race, though. Good race. Okay. Continue, please. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, we have Gent Vevelgem. All right. So Greg Van Avermaet does the triple, right? He wins the envelope, the E3, and the and Kent Bevelkam. and he's but that's kind of a Jill mm, uh, it's a tiny little trip. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, yeah it's like the, the triple for the handicap. I know. Is this the but, triple crown? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a teeny, teeny, tiny, unimportant crown, but, but an impressive one still. Sure. But winning all three of those classics, I think, is going on to. Flanders as the hands-down favorite. I don't know about hands-down favorite, as the favorite. No, what if Gilbert put some color shoes on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> all situations. Maybe he starts doing that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that Van Rijal game was great. Just awesome. I think that uh, Van Avermaet and Crocelier doing the last attack in the very last second. And then just the two of them helping each other out and just getting all the way to the end. And I just felt bad for Jens Crocelier because he just almost, but not really. Like, you could tell there was just no way he was going to out-sprint Van Avermaet. So, but good for him, though. Good race. And good. And for I think when you go early like that, you kind of know. You're like, well... This is my yeah. only hope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He had, I mean, yeah. Can you guys give me your thoughts on Tepstra and Sagan snafu? I love it. I don't think it's a snafu at all. It's it's called bicycle racing. You do it what you good, do. Yeah. I mean, it's well, bicycle racing in it, but it was in still it. ridiculous in it. It was ridiculous. In what way ridiculous? <laughs> that, well, that they're like, well, no, screw this. No, 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 I changed my mind. Holy crap, we need to chase. <laughs> and Sagan was just was Sagan, the thing I liked about it was that Sagan was straight up willing to lose the race. He was just like, yes. all right, forget it. And they were like, he's not going to do this. And he was like, yes, I am. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to cross the street. I'm going to be over here. 
yeah. And then they were like, holy shit. That's actually weird when he just like totally went over to the other side, just hits the brakes and just looks at everybody. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's ridiculous. The whole thing was hilarious. But I don't think that Peter Sagan should or, or has an argument to complain about it. Like, it's just the way that it is. I mean, if yeah, no, not, that's the way that it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those I people are not willing to work. If somebody that you're with is not willing to work and therefore not win the race, you can't be like, hey, what are you talking about? Why can't you win the race? Why don't you want to win the race? Because I don't want to. There could be a thousand reasons. I don't feel well. well I have a I teammate think- up front. I'm waiting for somebody from behind. I just don't feel like it because I don't fucking like you. Whatever. I think it's absolutely I think the argument he could make, and Ken Chalara made this point too, it's like, so I'm going to pull all of you so you can try to beat me. Right. Yes. And exactly. I think I've that. I've a million times. Yeah. And I think at some point you get sick of it. And I think when you're at Sagan's level, it's like, oh, really? So you think this matters to me? Screw you. Whatever. Watch this. What's funny is that then he was helping Chase back too. <laughs> so that's what I mean that it's like, this doesn't matter to me. All right, fine. I'll chase for 20 minutes. All right. Yeah. It. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, it, it really boils down to Sagan can't be a little bitch and be like, why doesn't anybody want to work with me? Because you're the best fucking cyclist in the world, you dumb fuck. And you have a t-shirt that has rainbows on it, which makes you the perfect target. Nobody wants to play with me because you're going to fucking beat them if you drag them all. That's why. Don't complain about it. Grow up and be like, yeah, I understand. It would have been been such a better, if Terpstra, just even just just Terpstra had decided to work, I don't know who he was, what he was thinks thought he was doing but that no, would have been I, a, such a crazy finish with five guys as yes. opposed to two 100 right? but yes. sagan could have gone with the with with van Avermaet and crocodile he could have he just didn't by the I way mean, if I anyone that rides a bike if anyone that rides a bike casually ever wondered how quickly a gap appears and how impossible it is to close it just watch that race watch yeah. i know you flinch and you're done, even if you're like the best cyclist in the world, it's over. I, I don't know, think Greg Van Avermet and what's his face are that much stronger than I mean, even with the three of them. They just did it at the right moment. It also happens if you're watching the freaking race. You're watching one moment, then you're you turn your head for fifteen <laughs> seconds, then you come back to the screen, it's like, what the hell happened? Why are there so many groups out there? Yeah, you don't have to be on the bike. You're just like watching at it. Just just stop watching for 10 seconds and then the whole thing blows apart. So, yeah. Oh, uh, also for the the women's uh, they had dudes in the podium that kissed the girls. I thought that was cool. I would would like for the guys to be a little hunkier and maybe like (laughs) wear like wife beaters so you can see their pecs and their biceps a little bit more. You know, show some skin. I think I last last year they had Mr. Belgium or something on That's the right. No, really? it should. I think we all kind of agree on the idea. It should be local juniors. Yeah, yeah no, I'm this is this is what they are doing. Burden. But if it's not gonna be local juniors, I think the hunky dudes are just fine. I love and it. They so, can be male or female for any kind of podium. Just juniors that won a cool race, yeah. and that's one of the prizes you get. That's awesome. Wait, what? Do you, what is the the juniors are the podium boys? Yeah. It's like a it's like a Mrs. Robinson scenario. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. I'm not. It doesn't have to be the opposite gender. Like oh, at okay. the Tour de France for men, it could be like a 
kid, like a boy who's like 15, 14, whatever, yeah, that want to look away and he gets a hand a teddy bear or frow, frow or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like, I see. Like, in soccer, when the teams walk in, they're all holding hands with little kids. And they're like local kids or whatever. Yeah. Okay. They could be girls, they could be guys. But then I see what you mean, Mike, that it would be creepy if like, wait, so now there's not podium girls, but they're podium teens? No. Podium teens. <laughs> We're gonna have barely legal. Worse, I want to make it better. Just, I mean, if you drop the freaking kisses, I think it should be should be fine. But yeah, okay, no, that yeah. that that podiums boys stir up the debate again with the podium girls and the podium whatever that they should the drop guys. it and blah 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 blah. That's and then fun. here I was thinking that a lot of people were saying, like, "Oh man, that looks so ridiculous." Like then, why it doesn't look that ridiculous where women are doing it, and it's okay for them to do it? But if you put two dudes, then it's How is it all ridiculous? of a sudden so no, obnoxious. I'm like, make anybody... up your mind. If you like no, podium girls, you have to like podium boys. It cannot exactly. be that distinction. So it's not that uh, I'm up for podium girls, but I'm down for podium boys. Podium juniors. Podium juniors. Hashtag podium juniors. No, I juniors. want podium mascots. I want podium big heads. The big, and the big heads has to have to kiss the winner. They have to give kisses. None of that bullshit. Yeah, They're just them. standing there. No, no, no. They have to kiss them. And if, listen to me, if the riders bring their babies or their kids to the podium, they get a kiss too. How about that? Oh, and that will not traumatize the kid to get oh, yeah. kissed by a big head. Okay, yeah. so listen. Um... The honky dudes, if, if there's any guy out there that is like, dude, I'm not into this like podium guy thing, you're just jealous because you're not as honky as those guys. Those were two very good looking men that they had there kissing the girl. And I love that um, the girl that won the youngest girl in the race, I can't remember her name, when they Cecilia kissed her. Uh, Ludwig. Or... Yeah, she made a face like, eee! Yeah. <laughs> very, very adorable. Very, so very this reminds me, if Klaus is president of the UCI, First two things that happened, my executive when, orders. When? When, Klaus? When? Hashtag. Klaus for, for president. Whatever. <laughs> and then the second thing, I've said this all the time. Why is it? I understand that the signing in before races is now a symbolic thing. And so the local people can see the stars rather than, you know, they have to come up to yeah. the podium. But in a lot of races, they now have them sign in to a piece of plexiglass that's clear so that the camera can get a better angle. And then they just erase it with like, you know, yeah, it's like whatever. A, like mark, eraser marker. Marker. Era- marker eraser, whatever the hell. Liquid. Make it on a piece of paper and auction those off or sell them for charity. Uh-huh. I mean, look, I'm not, I'll admit it. I'm kind of creepy about the things I like to have from cycling. Like, and if someone gave me as a gift, I don't know that I would pay a bunch of money, but imagine but if I was really like... Good, you have a really good collection of like memorabilia from races. And that's what really I mean. Like, good. I like that stuff. And imagine if I just came to you guys and I was like, I have a gift for you guys. 1996 Tour de France. Here's the sign-in sheet from stage, stage five. Whatever. Yeah. I would go look up that stage. I want to know everything about it. I would study each and, and I'm sure they're just like a little couple little lines. They're not even real signatures. But man, what a missed opportunity of having every single signature for mm. endless amounts of papers every season. <laughs> Sorry. I agree with you, Klaus. I think I just want one. Okay, we're running out of time, actually. So, um, coming this week. Oh, what is this? 
Oh, start spreading the news. We're almost out of time. We're gonna go over the hour by just a little bit. Coming this week, the Tour of Taiwan. And the reason that I'm bringing the Tour of Taiwan up is because there's a team in the Tour of Taiwan called Monkey Town. Oh my God, what do they do? What is that company? I don't know. I don't care. They call Monkey Town. Oh man, we have to check out the kit. They need a hashtag. (laughs) Isn't it just a blue kit? And that's it? Is it a monkey in it? I hope What is? What is What's the hashtag? Throw feces like a monkey? (laughs) (laughs) When they're riding the throwing feces. Oh my God, Monkey Town might beat uh, Baby Dump. Uh, no, Baby Dump, uh, that's definitely the best name for a team ever. They should, they should merge. <laughs> monkey, monkey Dump. I'm looking up Monkey Town Cycling. Not surprisingly, the site has been loading while we've been talking this whole time. Yeah, I don't, think that I don't think that they it have has to come from. It has to come from Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. the team is Dutch. Team Dutch. Yeah, or at least the team. Europe. Yeah. Uh, okay. So while you while we're waiting for that Monkey Town web MonkeyTown.com to load, uh, the three days of the Pane, the Traigas of the Van de Pane, from Tuesday the twenty eighth to Thursday the thirtieth, uh, Christoph Gilbert Galopan and Pippo Bozzato. So Mike is going to be watching that one, of course. The Grand Premio Miguel Indurain is Saturday, April first. But of course, of course, the one that we're all waiting for and. Um, is the Tour of Flanders, the Ronde van Flanderen, for men and for women. Let me read you the last winners because I completely forgotten that Alessandro Wallan had won this in 2007. Stein de Volder won 2008 and 2009. Cancellara 2010. That's the day that Mike and I met. Uh, Nick Nuins Aww. won it in 2011. Tom Bonin won it in. Oh, wait, what is this? Tom Bonin! Tom Bonin! Tom Bonin! Tom Bonin! Tom Bonin! That's 2012. Oh my god, that scared me. 2013 and 2014, Cancellara again. 2015, Alexander Kristoff. Last year, Peter Sagan. So, guys. I have a pen and a piece of paper. I would like to hear from each one of you guys. I just found out what Monkey Town is. Who what is do Monkey I Town? want to jinx for Flanders? What is see. Monkey Town? What is Monkey Town? It's an indoor like amusement park. Hardly. It has like <laughs> bo- indoor bowling, laser tag, and like mm. a lot of uh, <laughs> like monkey bars and like it's an <laughs> indoor like, thing where you take your kids. If you are listening to it, Posca. To his podcast, podcast, as I'm sure you are, feel free to use the logo on your kit. (laughs) Totally approved. Go for it. And we're looking for sponsors, though, too. And it's like it's like a ghetto Dave and Buster's. It's like a Dutch Dave and Buster's. Is that what you're telling me? Wow. Yeah, it's not even like they don't have games, but yeah, it's a lot of like the Playland at a at a McDonald's on the side of the highway or something. It's like a big one like that. And there's several locations of Monkey Town. Okay, well, you know what? Monkey Town team, Taiwan, we wish you the best. All right. Let me me hear some Ronde van Vlaanderen um, predictions. Well, whoever played the Tambonen song, that's their vote. What? (laughs) 
trombone, trombone, giant. Who else? Who else would play the trombone song other than me? So okay. you think it's trombone and trombone? No, I don't. I just love this song. It's awesome. Woo! I'm gonna do a version of that song, an acoustic version of that song with my guitar. Actually, how right, would it be if Tambonen wins? Oh god, I would fucking love it. I would. I if Tambonen does the double with this in Pirate Bay, I, I it would be it would make my year. You know who would be most surprised if that happened? Tambonen. I love yeah. how by saying Gravedigger. <laughs> tombonen, tombonen. I also think that it's really weird that at some point there's like something about black people or something. Have you really? Watch the video. It's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't Is know it kind of racist? I don't know, but it has a, it has a photo of, I think is Peter Van Petergem with like a black lady. But then the, it's, it's a little iffy. I'm not really sure what's going on. But I mean, it is I know the country of Sparta Pete. Exactly. So you never know. I think okay. Mike fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike, you're going first. Who's your pick for uh, heart and head? Oh, uh, heart. Posado. <laughs> of oh, course. Is he even racing? Isn't he? He's in the, in the provisional list. Yeah. Where are you seeing the... I'm seeing the... I'm looking on the actual website. Wait, I, oh, I'm not... Procycling so stats. I don't... Not Southwest or what Southeast. Where the hell the team is he in? Oh, he's, in he's in Villiers Tristina. Okay. I honestly lost track of him. How can you lose track of him? Where's High Viz? <laughs> <laughs> But Klaus is not on Instagram. That's how I keep it. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my head, I'm going to say Sagan. And your head says Sagan. Okay. Natalia, you're next. Okay. I'm going to say Van Avermaet with the brains. For your, for your, for your heart? Or for your no, head? No, for the, for the head, Van Avermaet. For your head. Okay. Yeah. Greg Van Avermaet. For my heart. Uh, let's see. For my heart. Ah, let's go with Gilbert. Gilbert. And he better wear some fancy shoes, damn it. I think he will. I think he will. All right. Klaus, it is uh, your hmm. turn. I don't... Hmm. I don't want to give the same answer as Natalia. Because you so, think that that's, that's, if you say that, then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't want to say Van Avermaet. So I will say Gilbert for whatever, head, uh-huh. and heart, tambonen, tambonen, which I know won't happen. <laughs> ah, wait, so you're saying Gilbert. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that Gilbert, now that he's out of BMC, realizes he has to earn his keep again after having a long contract that he didn't have to win anything for because it just was a three-year contract. Now he needs to earn his keep. 
Yeah, yeah. but he's old. <laughs> but wait, am I am I uh, proving my ignorance? I'm assuming that both him and Tambonin are racing. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Can yeah. I change my heart entrant? I just found oh, something. Oh, okay. Tyler Farrar for the heart. <laughs> so you want him to win? Yeah. Wow. That's really nuts. You know what he gets if he wins. Another transitions commercial. <laughs> I want him to win because he was nice to the uh, podium girl situation going on. When oh, really? people was bitching about it, he actually was like, shut up, people. You know, like, we need to concentrate on providing better stages for women cycling. So he's a supporter. So yeah, heart for Tyler Farrar and then head uh, Van Avermaet, Goldie. Okay. You know, it's, it's really tough. I think that there's uh, probably about four or five guys that could easily win it. I know that that's normally the case, but I think I'm going to go with an outsider as my head. I'm going with Nikki Terpstra. Um, let's see what happens. And then for my heart, I have two, and I cannot decide which one. Um, I would love for Seth Van Mark to finally win one of these guys. <laughs> I think that would be great. And uh, if not, Nikki Terpstra. Great digger. I don't think that you know. I don't think that that song is that difficult to play on guitar. I think I'm gonna figure it out. No, I'll sing it for you guys next time when Tom Bonin wins. So I would know. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick um, Seb Van Mark for my heart and Nikki Terpstra with my head. And that's I know that that's an outside. Who knows? But um, outside, huh? Natalia picked Tyler Ferrer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but for my, like, for the head, like the ones, I can't believe that only one person beat Peter Sagan. Mike Sagan, Natalia, Greg Van Avermaet, Klaus, Gilbert, and me, Terpstra. Look, Dan, you have to understand what we're trying to do here. We are what? not here to win. We are here to put up a show. So don't be too surprised. <laughs> That's the important part. I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm very sorry. <laughs> nobody called, uh, nobody picked Michal Kiatowski or Christoph. Uh, either, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. All right, guys, uh, that's it for today. We went over by a few minutes, but I guess that's okay. No big deal. Speedmetalcycling.com at speedmetalcycle, C-Y-C-L on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us and uh, complain about how crappy our podcast is, although it is the best podcast in the history of human race. All right, we are out of here. Peace.